Today on Doc to Doc, a shocking 911 call that hits close to home. And I promise that nothing you're about to hear is an exaggeration. Plus, Dr. Darren gives you some vital information to help you make the most out of your 911 call should you ever need it. Now, let's hear what happens when a chiropractor and an ER doctor are talking doc to doc. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember this? Axel Foley. Uh, 1984. Beverly Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold. Man, I was 12 years old. Yeah, I must have been in uh, seventh grade. Yeah. I had a crush on somebody. Nah, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. I think <laughs> was... I was counting the hairs on my chest. <laughs> you were gay, yeah. You know, because you started. Yeah. Wow. I'm... Oh, mama. This was a... Boy, what a movie this was. Remember that? I mean, this, yeah. was, this was like a iconic yeah, he wore the, the Detroit Lions jacket. Yes, throughout the movie, right? And wow, so good, so good. Well, uh, oh, by the way, uh, I'm Doctor Dean, the chiropractor. I'm Doctor Darren, the ER doctor. Very nice. Well, um, very happy to be back here in the palatial Doc to Doc studios with you, Doctor Darren. I I will tell you that I chose this music. Um, ooh, a little synthesizer there. Wow. Did you get that? <laughs> hold on, hold on. We got a little breakdown here. Yes. Yeah. You feel it? <laughs> you know. You can't help but move around to this, right? At the time, you had the car, and, oh. you know, if you're. It, and I, so was, I was a little young to have my own, but if I did, it would be the blow punk. Yeah. Or whatever Kenwood crank that up. This was a jam. This was a jam. I still like it. And then this kind of just kind of flows into that whole Miami Vice oh. music and era. Oh, you know? yeah. We might have to have a Miami Vice spectacular. I don't know really what that cool. would be, but I do remember. We'll wear white jackets. <laughs> Little pencil thin ties. Sure. Oh, yeah. The ties. I won't shave. Did you, know, you have Did down. you have one of those? I know I did. Oh, I have. Yeah. A, oh, yeah. I ran into a picture recently where I had one of those thin ties, and I was like, yeah. I don't think that was a good time yeah. for us. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> the thin tie. So I, I, picked, I picked the opening music, Dr. Darren. Because I have a story to tell you that recently occurred with my brother. Oh, boy. My brother is uh, out west in uh, Las Vegas. I will, I will tell you that. Vacation? No, no, no. <laughs> no, he oh. uh, lives there. Got it. And actually, it's, that's good to ask because it's important to know that he lives there. And he, this occurred in, at his residence um, very recently. And he called to tell me. Actually, he texted me about this, and it's just, uh, it's, it's, this is just, you tell me what you think, okay? And I don't even really, I don't really even know how to, to, to kind of set this story up, so I'm just going to tell it to you, yeah. okay? So there he is at his home, and it's later, okay? And he, um, he's, uh, he's, he lives by himself, okay? He's got his own yeah, pad. Yeah. And so he's working on some, he's up late, he's an accountant. And it's a, some sort of crunch time. Some report's got to be due or whatever. And he is up late working. So um, he's sitting there at his kitchen table working on a laptop late at night. It's got to be 2 in the morning. Yeah. I and mean, he's really burning the midnight oil. And and again, by himself, the house is completely quiet. You know, if you have, like me, I've got kids. If so, I hear rustling around. I'm thinking, oh, God, who's out of bed? Yeah, somebody's in the bathroom. Yeah, right. exactly. But he hears, he hears some sort of rattling at the front. And in Las Vegas, 
they have some strong winds. The wind blows hard. It'll rattle your front door a little bit. So he says, well, maybe if the wind is blowing, it's rattling my door. But then the rattling becomes more urgent. Hmm. And it's like, really, the door is being tried. Somebody is at his front door trying to get in. Ooh. And he's sitting there by himself, and he's thinking, okay. So he waits, and now it's urgent. And now it's like it's like somebody's shouldering the door, trying to knock the door down. Wow. Okay. That's scary. He is. I mean, can you imagine what you'd be thinking? <laughs> you're by yourself. I mean, you know, he's... He's, you know, he's fit. He's a fit guy or whatever. But I mean, yeah. honestly, that kind of goes out the window. Yeah. I mean, you're not prepared for something like this, right? And God knows if there is there three people out there, sure, who are super angry and want to come in and you yeah. know what rob do, you. What do they have with the? Oh my right? God. You know, you can you can feel as tough as you want, <laughs> right? But when somebody's you know surprises you and is trying to break your door down, yeah, they're not in the right state of mind to begin with to correct. try to break into your house. So correct. Yeah, so he's you. he's thinking, oh, Shazbot. He yeah. didn't say that. He said something else. But right. So now he's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. I'm seeing somebody's trying to break in my house. So he tries to get himself in a place where he'll be. Uh, so, oh, no. First, he ran over and he flipped the light on on the front porch thinking, well, they'll hear that somebody's awake and they're right. going to run away. This did not stop wow. the perpetrator from trying to get in. The front door. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine your heart racing? Yeah, the adrenaline's I going. I right. mean, all your muscles are activated. Your senses are heightened. I mean, your mind is like yeah, laser sure. focused. So it was, he turned the light on, which I thought was actually pretty smart. Let him know somebody's there. They still treat, keep trying to break in the door. He yells out, you you know, like he's trying to sound, I guess, menacing or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you're in the wrong house. You know, something like that. He's like, oh, can I sound bigger? No. Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, yeah. this did not stop them. So now, I mean, this it's like the door is like they're really trying to break the door down. And so he actually, and I thought this was smart. He goes, look, it's two stories. We've got kind of a lofty deal, two-story house. And he goes, I'm going to go upstairs. I got a phone up there. I'm going to barricade myself in this room. If they get in the bottom floor, they can have it. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I mean, right, right, whatever they... Got, you know, they come in with a weapon and you're... I mean, you're in trouble, right? What are you going to do? It's just not, you're not a ninja, yeah. you know. Let them I mean, have the VCR. <laughs> exactly, right? because you still have a VCR. <laughs> and all and the like, tapes that yeah. you pirated. Also yeah. take those tapes. <laughs> so uh, so his, uh, he said, man, my heart is pounding yeah. Yeah. fear. And uh, so in, in a moment like that, you're. I mean, you could panic, right? I mean, think about it. Yeah. He could he could think, well, I got to take these guys on, okay? He could try to jump out a window, but I guess the the way that I mean, you could you could break your leg jumping out oh, the window. Yeah. Cut I mean, yourself. Anything, God knows right. that there's not more people out back. I mean, think about it for a second. In, right. in the moment, what would you do? Right. What would you do? And luckily, he had the presence of mind to go upstairs, get himself in a room that had a it had a lock on it. And he said, I'm going to go and, and, you know, and again, you could, you could take a second, you could go, well, I would, you know, I'm going to go get my, 
whatever, my my crime stopper, my baseball bat, or whatever yeah. you get. And, uh, yeah, but just you, that's, you now you're going to go to war, right? Right. <clears throat> so he's thinking adrenaline surge, two in the morning, yeah, yeah. unexpected. You don't know what's. So I applaud him for having a reasonable, a kind of controlled thought, and he goes to a room, locks the door, says, "Look." They can take my things downstairs. I don't care. I have insurance. I'm not going to get myself injured or killed. And he got on the phone and he called 911. Yeah. Because what is on the other end of that? Safety. Yeah. Right? Right. Let's let's, let's get the good guys coming here because I'm not going to go try to handle this. Let's get the good guys coming. That's what they do. So he gets on with 911. Now, Dr. Darren, <laughs> there is, a, you are an ER doctor. Yeah. You are the face that people are relieved to see when they are in an emergent situation. I have been, I have made the 911 call. It is not a fun time to be on the phone. Yeah. And uh, you can, and if you've ever made a 911 call, you, you might have experienced what feels like frustration. Yes. Because your mind is going 5,000 miles an hour. Yeah. And the at that time, either the ambulance or the police cannot possibly get there fast enough. Right. Did I talk about this on my heart attack uh, oh, story? Right. Yeah. Yes. You we told, should listen to that one again. I know. I'm going to go back. Yeah. So, yeah, so you made that call, right? Yeah, yeah. So you want them there right now. Seems like forever. And then they start, tell, what what happened when you had your heart attack? You were on the phone with 911. Yeah. What was one of the things, briefly, that, that happened that frustrated you? They were asking me these questions, which are obviously important. My name, my age, do I of have course. any medical problems? What am I feeling? Where, where are you? Where are you in the house? And yes. All of these things, and all you want is just for them to send somebody there. Get. And it's probably happening simultaneously, but... You, you don't know, at the moment, yeah, Right. you're having, what you, you're an <laughs> ER doctor, you're going, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah, like, right. You, I, Hey, nine one one person. Right. This is all. These are great questions. Good, Good job. Yeah. Roll that ambulance here as fast as possible. Just tell me it's almost here, so right. I feel better about it. And by the way, have that thing rolling. Yeah. My brother wanted the police to come because somebody is breaking his door down, and now he's fearing for his life. This is scary. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so he gets on with the nine one one operator who asks him, "Where are you?" What's going on? Is it, you know, oh, it's the person. And a few questions that seemed, um, I, you know, like that. It's just kind of annoying. You're yeah. kind of like, look, I, you know, how many guys are there? He's like, I I think it's one, but I don't, you know, I didn't stop and have a conversation with the guy. Right. So he get, listen, I know you got to ask me some questions, but can you just get those police over here as fast as possible, please? Because there's actively somebody trying to break my door down. Okay, so... You're a 911 operator. You're operating in, you know, a high-pressure situation. That's why they sound so calm Yeah. when you're freaking out. Right. Which is annoying, too, by the way. You kind of want them to be <laughs> on your plane. <laughs> yeah. So, after some cursory questions about where he was and what was going on, the 911 operator proceeded to ask these two questions. Now, Dr. Darren, when I say these questions to you, you're going to look at me and call me a liar. Okay. 
but I promise you these are two questions that were asked to my brother, nay, recently by a 911 operator as his house was actively being broken into by a burglar. Suspense is killing me here. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Question number one. Does this person look like they have a fever? I see your face. I, no. I'm telling you, the 911 operator says, do they look sweaty or do they look like they have a fever? And he's like, I, I, I don't know. Sweat. Uh, maybe they're sweaty because they're trying to break in my house. Yeah. And it's Las Vegas and it's 10,000 degrees outside. <laughs> Ma'am, we are in the desert. Everyone's sweating. Wow. Yes. But that wasn't the best question. <laughs> Come on. This literally just happened. Question number one. Does a person look like they have a fever and are they sweaty? <sighs> this was question number two. I'm, I'm telling you this is the question. Do they look like they have recently traveled to a region that might have COVID-19? I can't even. Yeah. No, that was the question that they asked. Do they look like they have traveled recently? What? What? Like, what? like do, do they have a suitcase with I, them? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like when in the movies with all the, 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 the stickers on the outside of the right. suitcase. And one says, different, you know, that country where that thing came from. The, is there, does he look like he recently traveled to an area that's a hot spot for COVID-19? Holy cow. And I know I'm not supposed to say that word yeah. on this podcast. But, but you have to. Yeah, you this have is... to for this moment. Darren. Dr. Darren. That actually came out of the mouth of the 911 operator. You know what? I think I would have hung up the phone and just let, you know, just just kill me. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, if this oh, is what the I'm world done. is coming to. I, uh, I, I can't. <sighs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't either. I mean, look, I'm for 911. I understand that they have to ask you questions. They're rolling the ambulance. They're getting the cops there. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I think, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. the same 911 operator uh, asked him, like, apparently he'd stopped hearing the banging at the door. And he's like, well, I mean, I can't really hear it anymore. And then she goes, do you still want the police to come? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, it's probably fine. But, maybe that maybe I don't hear it because they're in my house now, taking all of my things. <laughs> Do you still want the police to? Nah, I'm good. Holy cow! <sighs> I had to share that with you. Oh my gosh! I don't understand it. I don't. What you? What was the emergency operating procedure meeting like? Uh, where they said, you know, we got this terrible virus out there. We want to protect. And I, look. I want to protect the police. I want to protect our ambulance drivers and our ER staff and yeah. everything. But I mean, I would almost, yeah, almost give you the. Does he look like he's got a fever? I, I, I can't. I, I mean, I, if I know, somebody I, were to I, I, say that in a meeting, I think I would quit. Does he look like he's recently been traveling to an area that's a hot spot for COVID nineteen? What? Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, sir. Sir, <laughs> yes. Can I see your passport? <laughs> I see that you 
You are uh, trying to break my door down. If you no, if just for one moment. Yes. Yeah. You. Yeah. Have how have you been? Are you are you feeling flush? I just this is gonna sound. One more thing. One more thing. You can get back to breaking my door down in a second. Uh, have you traveled recently? <laughs> you know what you need. The hell. You need one of those touchless thermometers. <laughs> Listen, maybe you could just rappel out of your window with those ropes, yeah. you know, like they do in the movies, like the police do the the rappel yeah, out, yeah. quickly take the temperature, climb back up, <laughs> get on the phone and go, okay, okay, yeah, I think, I think that's a, what is the fever again? Right. It's like 100. Oh, it's 100.4. 100.4 is the fever. So no, yeah, yeah. not a fever. It's like elevated temperature. But he's he's pretty riled up. But all right, now now go back and ask him. Did he take Tylenol before he tried to break into your house? Because that might bring lower. the fever down, and you might get a fall. Oh, is okay. your brother okay? Oh, well, yeah, he did tell me the story, so he made it. Hmm. So apparently, good uh, point. Good point. <laughs> uh, he has COVID now yeah, from yeah, the he's from sick, the guy who broke the guy in. Was really sick. No, um, he, uh, he it, it, the, apparently whoever it was gave up. They couldn't get through the door. Oh, and as a little extra added bonus, she said, you know, she's like, can you describe the guy? And he had turned that light on. He said, well, I don't know. There's one guy that I can see. He's got a blue shirt on. And, you know, when the cops get here, you know, that's what he looks like. But he walked outside. Yeah. And the police kind of went past his house. I mean, they're, 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 I think they do that just to see if they can just see the whole area or whatever. So my brother walks out to greet them in his blue shirt. <laughs> Get on the ground! And he's like, whoop, whoop, well, hold on. I called you. You imagine after oh all my that? God. Now he's gonna get arrested. No, they did though. He's like, no, I, do you have a fever? Yeah. <laughs> have you been anywhere? Have you recently traveled <laughs> to an area before we come into your yard? <laughs> I, oh. I totally want to arrest you, but <laughs> you do look like you're sweating. <laughs> Oh, my God. That was a little cherry on top. They did, the guy disappeared. The world has gone insane. Oh, yeah. All right. Now it's time for the Dr. Doc trivia question. Dr. Darren, are you ready? Ready, Dr. Dean. All right. You're going to have to throw back to 100 years ago. 100 years ago, less than 20% of homes had one of these. 100 years ago, less than 20% of homes had one of these. Think about it. And we'll come back in just a minute with the answer. And now, Dr. Darren, I promised that we would talk about something that had to do with your health. And uh, so what do you got? All right. So little tips, you know, about 911. I know okay. we talked about that. Yes. Funny story. But, I mean, honestly, they provide a great service. And sure. They are there for an emergency. And, yes. you know, you should have faith and confidence in those. Yes, of course. Those uh, people. So you dial 911. <laughs> yes. You know, somebody will come on the phone. Yeah. And the important things to remember are to try to stay as calm as possible. Of course. Okay. Because these people are trying to get the appropriate services to you. Right. Yes. And they need 
clear information. This will be good to keep in mind, so practice this maybe in your head a few times just in case, because you never know, and I know that sounds kind of like lame, right? but practice this in your head a few times here and there, because God forbid you ever have to call, and I've had to call, and you're not, you, your brain is exploding. Yeah, so this absolutely, will help. absolutely. And, you know, the, the first thing to remember is that, you know, they're asking you all these questions for a reason. Yes. But when they're asking you these questions, they've most likely already activated the service that you need, whether it be police or ambulance. So okay, good. That, you know. Because that's what you want to know when you're like, you're like, this is all great, but is somebody coming to my house? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would love for them to be able to say, hey, somebody's on their way, but now I'm going to ask you questions while we're waiting. Yes. And some of them may do that, but, yeah, that would um, help. but keep that, you know, in mind. Okay. But, Clearly, you know, if it's a medical type thing, you know, you want to be able to know as much as you can about the person that you're calling for. So some important things would be, you know, their name, their age, their medication, allergies. Okay. Also thinking about um, people's medications that they're on. That they're taking. Right. Okay. So if you have to, if you're able to leave that person going up to the medicine cabinet, grabbing their medicines, putting them in a little plastic bag for Uh the... For EMS, that is so important. You're the ER doctor. Somebody comes to you, and you know you don't know what they're taking. That's that's important. It's it's important. A lot of things can be caused by medication interactions, and you can tell a lot about a person based on their medications. So once you call 911, if it's obviously this is a loved one you've got with you, you're close to them, A, you've already practiced in your head, hey, I should know what their, you know, allergies, their medical allergies are, but then go grab their pills. Go grab their pills. Sling them in a bag. Yeah, that's important. While the ambulance is coming. People have, you know, apps on their phone now, but, you know, those are kind of, you know. Just a bag of pills, they'll do it. Just a bag of pills. And you mean the whole bottle so you can read them, just like you're not dumping pills into a bag. yeah, (laughs) yeah. Never. Yeah, those those little pill containers, the organizers. Right, that doesn't help. You want the bottle so you can see what they're taking. A lot of people come in and they say, what medications are you on? Um, On this little white round pill. Oh, that one. Yeah. Those are. And I take a blue triangular (laughs) pill. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you. Hold on. Right, great. <laughs> That's very helpful. That narrows it down. To- so, okay, so we've got get their medications, put the whole bottle, put it in the bag. What else? Put it in the bag. Um, you know, obviously follow the instructions of the person on the phone. They might be giving you, you know, kind of instructions on what to do based on that person's symptoms. Um, obviously, if the person is bleeding or not breathing you know you're not going to go run upstairs get the medicine you know you're going to follow the instructions follow the instructions is going to be key okay so calm follow the instructions so let me ask you now you that's the loved one you've got you've given them the information about you said name age stuff like that and 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 the uh, allergies and you've grabbed a bottle all their bottles of pills but let's say for a second that you don't know the person you've come across somebody and they're you know, they're in some sort of peril. What's important to tell the 911 operator once you said, hey, you know, I've got this person here. I don't know, but they look like they're passed out. Yeah. What would be important for the 911 operator to know about that situation and then? You know, I, I think that they're very good at asking specific questions that okay. they need. Okay. You know, and the big thing is going to be the ABCs. Okay. All right. So, A, airway, got you it. know, breathing. And do they have circulation? Are they awake after okay. that? Okay. Um, so people need to be able to breathe, to have circulation, to be able to live. You know, and 
really they're going to ask, especially, is there any danger, you know, in that scenario? Like, is there a power line down nearby? Right, exactly. Okay. They're going to uh, ask those questions. They're, They're very good at asking specific questions. It may seem silly at the time or you know come on why do i have to answer the question of whether there's a power line down you know in this restaurant right 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 but it's very it's important it's specific to what they need so important if you do you do come up on somebody that you that looks incapacitated or injured is to survey your scene yeah look around you and see is there (laughs) this person is obviously in peril is there a you know is there a dog over here you know foaming at the mouth i'm sorry (laughs) we're trying to be serious all right that's very important so survey the scene uh if you know the person be aware of their um allergies and things like that and and maybe grab those bottles of pills yeah uh, so that you can take them with you to the hospital. But most importantly, be calm and answer the 911 operator's questions the best way you can and uh, know that they are rolling help towards you as soon as possible. Right, yeah. They're not just sitting there take, you know, <laughs> kind of gathering trivia questions. Right, with know. their feet up, having right. a bologna sandwich. Yeah, no. How you been? Right. All right, Dr. Darren, time to answer the trivia question. I know you've been thinking about this for quite some time. I, I have been. I can yeah. see the wheels yep. turning. All right, what do you think? A hundred years ago, less than 20% of homes had one of these. What do you think it was? A home computer. <laughs> Tell me that, I'm wrong. Okay, all right. Somewhat less than 20%. Let's try to come up. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, a rocket to the moon. <laughs> come on, help oh, me out a little bit. A Roomba vacuum. A Roomba, also, no. You're not, no. you're... Come on. I'm just being Real silly. Real guesses. Here we go. I'll give you one more guess because All right. you guessed a computer a yeah. hundred years ago. Come on. Go back a hundred years. A hundred years. Um, how about a radio? Ah, that's a good guess. Well, the actual answer is a bathtub. Interesting. A hundred years ago, less than 20% of homes had a bathtub. Wow. <laughs> how so about what that? did people do? They did not smell good. They did not smell good. I, I I often think when I see old movies and stuff like that, yeah. the old West, and you know everybody's shooting them up and they're horse riding and all that stuff. And I, all I swear, <laughs> all I can think of is, oh God, that guy's gonna smell terrible. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about. Oh, no wonder life expectancy was so short. So low, all, all <laughs> over the country, and we thought it was. From, like, smallpox. Yeah, flu and all those no, things. No, less than 20% of homes had a bathtub. Now, in my house, 100% of my children won't get in the bathtub ever. <laughs> all right, Dr. Darren. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot today. Uh, briefly, we were a little um, concerned for my brother's safety. I'm, uh, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, and and I'm really glad that the, the person at the door didn't have a fever or had been traveling. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Well, uh, for the Dr. Doc podcast, I am Dr. Dean, the chiropractor. I'm Dr. Darren, the ER doctor. And we'll see you next time. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and subscribe right now and share with a friend. And thank you for listening as we talk Doc to Doc.